0: Welcome to the Pharmacy Residency Podcast, a member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I'm Tony Guerra, pharmacist, publisher, and professional editor, bringing you interviews and advice on succeeding in your residency journey. You can sign up for the email list at pharmacyresidencypodcast.com to get your free LOI template or get editing help working one-on-one with me at residency.teachable.com. Let's get started with the show. Hey, welcome to the Pharmacy Residency Podcast, member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I wanna talk to you real quick about late recommendations, what to do, uh, how you could uh, avoid this, and then if you do end up in phase two, uh, how you can really help your recommenders uh, write a great recommendation. But um, I'll show you what I did and how I do it to make it a little bit easier uh, for them. So first things first, to get you to the Uh, template or email template, Uh, you just go to extreme LOI makeover course, then to the course curriculum. It's just the second one down, free general resources, late transcript and recommendation email template. Uh, And then the late recommendation template is here. Uh, Dr. Program Director, my name is Blank from the University of Potomac River College of Pharmacy. I understand that I have a recommendation outstanding to your program and I wanted to update you on this issue. I initially requested the recommendation on October 15, 2022. Life circumstances made it difficult for my recommender to meet the deadline. Again, it's critical that you not slam the recommender. Uh, I have been in touch with them and they indicated they would forward that recommendation on January 2nd, 2023. I want to apologize for this inconvenience. Sincerely, Residency Applicant. Uh, One other thing, um, I would put your name in the uh, title. So I would put something like Tony Guerra uh, Residency Applicant uh, 2023. And maybe I would even put, you know, my college, which would have been UMB, University of Maryland, Baltimore, uh, you know, residency applicant 2023, and then uh, recommendation or something like that. Uh, Recommendation letter, Uh, something like that. But what you wanna make sure is that it's really easy for them to find in their inbox. Because they are getting flooded right now, Uh, you know the residency program coordinators and the RPDs. Uh, But let's take a little look at Reddit, and there was a great little post on these late recommendations there. Okay, there's actually three of these that I want to bring to your attention. First one is LOR follow up uh, with Jazz like hyphen fish hyphen twenty three eighty. I asked one of my clinical preceptor sirs for LOR for forecast about two weeks ago still hasn't uploaded yet how do I email her without sounding pushy she's usually busy don't want to leave it up to her and chance she forgot Uh, I don't want an email during a holiday week so how should I ask without sounding too pushy or anything Um, so one person said you know you just have to do it just be polite and then someone actually created a template as well uh, and said I'm one of those preceptors that needed reminding this year so some preceptors will actually be like, oh, thanks, I, <laughs> I did forget. Uh, I have many, many students that I have to do this for, and I appreciate you letting me know. Uh, but this is uh, what they said. Dear blank, I hope this email finds you well. I'm following up with all my preceptors to see how the letter recommendation process is going with forecasts. Uh, it's little h. Uh, please do not hesitate to reach out to me if you'd like any more information, any, hype, any space more information about each of the programs i've applied to or if there's any other way i can help with the process as a reminder my first application deadline is blank again i want to thank you for taking the time to write a letter for me i know things get busy at the end of the year and i appreciate you taking the time to support me my future career plans happy holidays to you and yours sincerely and this one got a, a number of upvotes uh, the big thing is yes be polite and you do want to to talk to them about that the big thing is the the deadlines um, but the, the easiest way to make sure that you get a good recommendation and make it easy for them is to have already written it for them. So here's the recommendation form and it's really not hard to say, hey, this is what I feel my strengths were. It was oral communication skills where I did blank and you provide some comments. And I felt that I was really able to ability to I really had a good ability to organize and manage time using those exact words uh, when I did this, this, and this all in the same week. Uh, and then I felt I worked really well with my peers and communicated effectively. And maybe there were other happy students there at the same time. So there's nothing wrong with saying these exact things, especially if you have comments from your uh, grade in uh, whatever. Um, E-Value or uh, however your pharmacy school does it. But if you can marry the characteristic evaluated with something you've done, with something they actually said in their recommendation, it makes it a lot easier. And that you need three fields. For some residency sites you actually need more, but uh, making sure to do those. Then um, this they can pretty much do, but you can also talk about how you gained autonomy through the rotation. That's really what this first narrative comment is asking. Uh, Obviously you can't compare them uh, to the peer students or other colleges, but uh, you can say how you uh, took on more patience, you asked for more work, uh, you did more things. Uh, You can provide the two strengths that you felt you had or as you talked during your recommendation Not during your recommendation, but uh, during your evaluation, what were the two strengths that you had? And then what were the areas for improvement? And most importantly, reminding them uh, how you were working toward improving that during the rotation, but you can also add how you used that advice for a future appy. It's really, really great one to to be able to kind of create that continuity, more of a longitudinal experience. Uh, And then any other characteristics, nothing you can really do there, uh, but, The fit to the particular program, I do ask my students to send me uh, those particular programs and what's unique about them and basically what are the trade offs. So with one program, maybe you have a teaching certificate and this other program you don't, but you have two Amcare and two internal med uh, rotations, which you really wanted. The fact that I would even be told about those things, or even knew about those things, would be really, really impressive to the program. Well, somewhat impressive. And then making sure that you get highly recommend. But honestly, if I'm reading this stuff, I would first see if they've got a particular fit to my program, highly recommend, then I would come back up here and look at these guys. But what you can do is you can say all of these things in the framework of the words they actually used, when they evaluated you during the uh, appy. And I make sure to do midterm and final uh, evaluation so that I have a significant amount of writing, makes it a lot easier for me to do this. Uh, This next Reddit post said, uh, let's see. So Erica S 96, Hi, everybody. Very stressed PGY1 candidate here. One of the residency programs I'm applying to requires a previous pharmacy employer as one of my LOR writers. I reached out about two weeks ago and haven't heard back. I've only worked in one pharmacy, so I'm not sure what to do. Can't ask them in person because I quit over a year ago due to scheduling conflicts, but I worked there for over a year. No bridges burned, etc. Any ideas? Should I email the RPD? Um, I think that really when you're talking about asking something like that that's really tough uh, because you are talking about a past employer and they have no obligation to you whatsoever Uh, well not that anybody really does but that would be really tough and just explaining that i've reached out i've tried to to do that um, would it be okay if i get a recommendation from and then you know provide some kind of alternative what they really want to do is just make sure that you you know. are able to do the things like staffing and things like that, that you know are part of the residency. And then the last one, individual comments for LOR uh, by Quack underscore underscore doctor. Uh, this one was about nine hours ago. And this one was talking about individualized LOR. And uh, the preceptor said, do you want individualized letter letter of recommendation specific for the program? And that's what I do. I, I prefer that because. I know the person and I can say really nice things about them very specifically to the program. So if I know that it's an ambulatory care program, I know what to say there. If I know that it's acute care, I know what to say there. If it's an AMC versus a rural, I, I, I know the person really well and I'm a writer, so I, I would want to, to have something like that. Um, throughout this, I'll save you the, the reading of it, but basically, you're saying, general's okay, but it would be nice if the preceptor's offering, you really should take advantage of it, okay. Um, so kind of coming back to this whole idea that, um, you know, you kind of have to beg for this uh, letter of recommendation follow-up. You know, I, I, it's a pet peeve of mine. If the student is good enough to get a recommendation In some way or another, they probably saved this preceptor a lot of time. And I think that waiting to the last minute is unreasonable. I think that if they saved you many, many, many hours of work, then you really should kind of get on the horse and and get these recommendations done. But uh, again, you don't have control over it. What you do have control over is the communication that you have. And what you want to do is make sure that that communication keeps you in the mix. Because if you don't communicate this to the program and that deadline passes and you just don't have the right number of recommendations, it could be over. But if you had communicated before, that's a lot easier to say, well, I I did send you an email about it and you know, I really, really do want to apply to your residency uh, and you know, so forth and so on. All right. So need my one-on-one help, you know, where to get me, residency.teachable.com. But again, uh, letters of recommendation, I get it. It's tough uh to to ask for these things but uh really this year ashp decided that we are not going to have a standard single day where it's due for everybody uh that we're going to continue the way it was and this is kind of how you have to go so uh, grab the template at residency.teachable.com thanks for listening to the pharmacy residency podcast a member of the pharmacy podcast network you might also like to check out our available residency audiobooks at pharmacyresidencypodcast.com forward slash books, where you can get your first book free if you've never been on Audible before, or work one-on-one with me as a professional editor at residency.teachable.com. Feel free to send an invite to connect with me, Tony D on LinkedIn, or email me at tonythepharmacist at gmail.com with questions. Music was by Policy.